by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll hear music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. who recommended that I should buy Soggy's one and only self-titled album back in 2008. I think it might have been a chance news group message, but they might just be the greatest French band you've probably never heard of, unless you cast your mind back to episode 42, where I originally aired a couple of tracks from said album, which had just been reissued at a limited 500 copy affair originally uh, when it came out on a small French label only 300 were pressed along with these 81 recordings are two songs from their rare 7 inch Waiting for the War 47 chromosomes for some bizarre reason I never converted the record to ones and zeros so I was super stoked last week when I discovered that the album had been reissued for a second time but this time by Outer Battery Records not only on vinyl but CD, MP3 and that modern fangled medium of streaming. A quick trip over to Amazon had me downloading the album for £7.99. I know, I know, I don't normally do downloads, as the artist probably would only get paid a pittance. However, as I already have the 12-inch, I thought I'd paid my dues. Uh, what I don't own, though, is uh, the slog double compilation that came out in 2012 the second lp is live which is obviously what i require just not at the prices i've seen them going on discogs the band look and sound like a hybrid of the stooges and the mc5 with frontman bep sporting rob tyner's hair and iggy pop's stripped to the waist torso although i can hear elements of motorhead and venom <laughs>
was waiting for the war. And whilst I was trying to find out what former band members were up to these days, I discovered that Beb, who still has a fine head of hair, although it is now white, had joined the Shrine on stage for a run-through of the aforementioned Waiting for the War, which the band had recorded as a maxi-single back in December 2014. Also on the single is an instrumental version of said song and Rare Breed, a shorter version of which ended up on the band's album of the same name, which came out at the beginning of this year. The Shrine, who comprised of Josh... Core and Jeff play the sort of music that would suit a fan of Black Flag, Black Sabbath and Fu Manchu. And as to prove this point, Keith Morris joins them for Never More Than Now that sounds a lot like this. last week by Tom of the Phobics if the Stalkers had managed to make it onto my radar. I have to admit they hadn't. Obviously they have now, with me checking out their Facebook page. Accordingly, I find that the band who hailed, notice the past tense, from New York City cite Slade, the Bay City Rollers, Buzzcocks, the Damned and the Who as influences. It also seems I have missed the boat all plane in seeing them live as the band played their last ever show at the Grand Victory in Brooklyn on the 31st of July. Stalkers produced two full-length albums, Yesterday Is No Tomorrow and Full Blown, that were released in 2007 and 2011 respectively. The latter originally only making it as far as cassette, which was limited to 250 hand-numbered copies, although it can be these days be downloaded from Amazon and iTunes. Here's Let's Get It Together from Yesterday Is No Tomorrow. Cheers, Tom. (laughs) 
Furnish me with some stalkers next time our paths crossed. Hopefully, along with the Hell Train album, a band he used to be in. Uh, not to be confused with the Swedish death and roll band of the same name. They came along much later. Under normal circumstances, Thursday, up at the 100 Club, where Johnny Moped was doing his thing at the damaged good Christmas shindig, the deed would have been done. Unfortunately, the 15th was also the day I was allegedly collecting my daughter from the O2 after her and her friends had seen the 1975. I say allegedly, as it turns out, uh, this, as this week just gone was <coughs> study leave, so no school for her, meaning that she was free to stay over at her mates. Therefore, driving duties were directed elsewhere. However, I opted to stay in. Well, I actually did the same to be shot from the folks. A shameful but responsible situation, I know. However... I'll be in the meantime brewery on the 22nd between 6 and 9 o'clock Tom I'm just saying here's the mopeds and a real cool baby from their Mark Riley 6 music session which will swiftly be followed by Hell Train and I Can Tell from their one and only self-titled album what is she Johnny? she's a real cool baby
another band that played on Thursday for their final gig of this year were the Dorellas down at the Albert in Brighton. Their new mini LP, Freak Show, which, as you already know, as I told you on episode 518, is the first to feature new brothers Dorella, Stevie and Bish, and is still readily available from Rockaway Records. Here's the title track. <laughs> Disgraced ACDC drummer Phil Rudd, and that's a compliment, has put together an as yet unnamed band to tour his solo album Head Job. Joining the Sticksman on his European jaunt, which starts at the Hard Rock Cafe in Oslo on the 31st of March and finishes at the Cambridge Corn Exchange on the 28th of May, are on bass John Proctor from the Dirty Strangers with Mike Mutt Furness on guitar, along with Alan Badger and Jeffrey Martin, who both recorded Head Job with Phil. A video to the album's title track has just been released, the audio of which sounds like this.
time july is still classed as new right the long-awaited follow-up to the richmond sluts self-titled 2001 debut 60 cycles of love found its way into my consciousness last week thanks to the rap boys 69 blog when i say long awaited that actually wasn't leveled at me as up until monday i'd never heard of them or the band big midnight that core members chris beltrain and she roberts formed in uh, 2003 Actually, I'll tell a lie. As the Richmond Sluts played on James Williamson's relicked album track, Wet My Bed? But I didn't realise their significance. From what I can gather from the interweb, the Richmond Sluts, who come from Richmond, area of San Francisco, obviously, fall into the New York Dolls' cramped Velvet Underground and Stooges category. The best comparison I read was, what if 
Eddie and the Hot Rods were really the Ramones with English accents. I have no idea what that means, but listening to 60 Cycles of Love, I hear a hybrid of the Stooges, Primal Scream, with the occasional slide guitar putting a spanner in the works. For your listening pleasure, I have chosen Living to Crash from the aforementioned 60 Cycles of Love. <laughs> been waiting to hear are Blood Clot. With a name like that, you'd expect a hardcore Rastafarian band, the Bad Brains on steroids. Blood Clot is, in actual fact, John Joseph from the Cro-Mags, nickname 
and the name of the band he now fronts. Joining John are Nick Oliveira and Joey Castillo, formerly of Queens of the Stone Age, and the person that really piqued my interest, Todd Youth. Now, I love the band that Todd used to be in, and that would be the Chelsea Smiles. And when he joined Ginger as the other guitarist in the Michael Munro band, I thought all my Christmases had come at once, although the twin guitaring of Youth and Wild Heart was very short-lived. Todd cut his teeth with Agnostic Front in 1983 when he was 12 and seems to have returned to his hardcore roots with Blood Clot forsaking, for the time being at the very least, the power poppiness of the Chelsea Smiles. Blood Clot's debut album, Up in Arms, is due out early next year. However, the title track has just been released, which I'm going to play for you right about now.
On Wednesday, there was a post on top classic rock scribe and fellow Palace supporter David Ling's Facebook page that showed John Coglan, former drummer with the Frantic Four version of Status Quo, telling an interview on Nub TV, no, I hadn't heard of it either, that next year he, Alan Lancaster and, and Rick Parfitt would be entering the studio to record a brand spanking new album. John goes on to say that it's Francis Rossi's unwillingness to continue down the electric route that has prompted the three to reconvene. Which now means that this band will have more original status quo members than the one fronted by Frank. Obviously they won't be able to call themselves status quo as lawyers would suddenly become even richer. My considered moniker would be the Frantic Three. Parfit, Lancaster and Cogland. Ideas? I'm full of them, or full of something. Uh, I guess they'll rope in a fourth member to share vocal and guitar duties with Rick if they go out on the road. But then Rick said that, you know, the major scare, hell scare he had, you know, part 53, uh, he suffered earlier this year, put pay to live, you know, any live activities. Um, John Cogland's quote is playing the Half Moon in Putney on New Year's Eve Eve, that's the 30th of December. I had a quick look at his Facebook page where there's a promo video of Caroline from JCQ. That's John Coughlin's quote. To be honest, sound-wise, it was difficult to distinguish between the original and what I was hearing. Yes, of course, Baz Barry vocally isn't identical to the ice cream mogul. However, it was great. So much so, watching them live on YouTube, given the choice of status quo in an arena or Coughlin in a pub, I take Coughlin, irrespective of whoever was in front of his kit and my wallet wouldn't take such a beating
obviously, was the Coughlin version. Or was it? Here is, most definitely, The Witch Doctors, spelled with a fucking care, and Tie Me Up, from their very excellent Voodoo Eye album, which, if you feel the need for vinyl, which you should, is available on Green Wax. John Monkey, give me a drink Battle Cruiser's gonna sink Got my eye on your top shelf Bassist Zig, top drummer Simon Edwards, guitarist Joe Inkpen, even though I've never actually met him, and friend of the show and school associate Arkwright to form the Lizard Monarchy. Yes, when I'm not doing this, I double as a Svengali. Uh, something I'm not is uh, a great sportsman. At school, I used to be quite adept at cross country running. The fact that I've worked out that if I sprinted ahead of the pack, I could nip into my house undetected, make a cup of tea, watch Pebble Mill at one, and watch with Mother before rejoining the circuit. 45 minutes in, again undetected, getting back to the school playing field before anybody else. I also love cricket, but it was uh, rubbish. Rugby never really took off at my school unless you wanted a mass brawl. However, 
in a strange turn of events, this here podcast can now be heard on White Line Fever Rugby League's rockinest 24-hour radio station. When I'm actually on, I don't know. So if you're listening to this on said radio station, let me know. And if you'd like me to play you something for either you or yours, just email Armitage at theparanoidschool.com and that goes for the rest of you as well. Uh, I know I only played Hell Divers last week, but you know, it's my podcast, so technically I can play what I like. So I am in the shape and form of the Hell Divers and Dedication.
Also, before I forget, well, actually, I did. My day job firm are proud sponsors of the London Broncos. So there you go, sports fans. As you know, I get sent promo and for your consideration stuff. Some of it months before the actual release date. Billy Hopeless, he of the Black Halos, emailed me the advert for the Snap Record Split 7-inch that is due out mid to late January that features Star Mafia Boy and their track 20th Century Boy with Corey Clock of Warrior Soul guesting. And obviously, on the other side, it's Billy Hopeless and the Bad Beats. The 7-inch is limited to only 500 copies on clear blue vinyl, which you can pre-order right now for a very reasonable price of €7, plus shipping. Email snapville at gmail.com. That's snapville for more details. And if I had the MP3s, I'd play them. The next promo email told me that Danko Jones is heading back to the UK in March in support of his Wildcat LP, which is released on the 3rd of March on AFM Records. Attached to the email was teaser video to Wildcat, which looks and sounds rather tasty. Thanks, Judith. Now, Norway, in the late 1960s, doesn't conjure up the image of psychedelic pop. However, taking their cue from Cream, The Dream were billed as the first Norwegian supergroup, featuring members of the Vanguard's Public Enemies and the Sapphires. I have their individual names in front of me, but I have got no chance in pronouncing them right, so I'm not even going to bother. Uh, the band only released one album, Get Dreamy, on the Polydor label in 1967. It has been re-released a few times over the years, some officially, some not so official. It first made it onto CD in 1990, and again in 2013 on the Shadox label. But come, once again, 3rd of March, Round 2 Records will be releasing a newly remastered from the original tapes vinyl edition. Fortunately, I have the 2013 version on CD, so I can actually play something from it, even if it hasn't been remastered yet. Still sounds great. So I'm going to leave you this week with Dream and Ain't No Use. Until next week, take it easy.